Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I'm so excited, Lauda, and it's really, it's made me feel hopeful in challenging times over the last couple of weeks, and I really want to work with you, and I'm working on um, finding the money to do that, to do one of your programs, because I really think it will help me, and I've just really, um, just really liked the connection that we have and how you present yourself and your work, and so um, I've just needed a coach for a while, and I think this might be perfect. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it, and I'm, thank you so much. I'm grateful that I won, I was the winner um, <laughs> in the raffle. I feel really fortunate, so thank you very much. Of course, of course, and, and I'm, very, I'm very grateful as well, because when somebody wins that I already have a connection, it feels like extra yummy, I have to tell you. It's like, oh, this is so great, you know, and sometimes it's somebody that I don't know at all, which is a, a nice challenge, but it's, um, it is such a, it's a double pleasure when it's uh, somebody I already know a bit, you know. That's really good. And today what we're going to do is what... Um, and you may know. Have you ever done a confidential money map, Bonnie, before? I don't really remember what it is, to be honest with you. Okay, so we're going to talk. I tried to look it up, but sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. Okay, so I will tell you what it is, and uh, it is actually ends up being a bit of an assessment. But we're going to talk about the different uh, kinds of money. There are five different kinds of money. Uh, that have a particular energy and uh, that can have particular events in our lives that are associated with it. And um, because of that, we talked a little bit about some of it when we had our our first DSA, our our clarity and strategy session last time. But this is um, very thorough. What we're going to do is, is really assess what is happening when it comes to money in particular, and money to me is like um, a way in which we actually, um, we put, it's almost like a a representation of abundance in our lives, right? Because some people are like, well, why do we need to talk about money? And I said, you know, money is actually, I want to share with you what I often say is that, because some people have an issue with talking about money, and I said, well, you know what? 
200 years ago or so, or maybe 500, you know, when something, let's say the doctor came to the house, right, because somebody was feeling not feeling well, well, in exchange for that visit and for that service, we would give them like a couple of chickens or a goat, depending on what we had and what, you know, what was deserved. Um, so it's a way of actually showing appreciation for the value we're receiving. Today, instead of exchanging animals or things of the sort, we actually exchange money. So to me, money is actually how we, the value that we put on either services, products, and and the like. So, um, and I think I, I think we share I shared a little bit with you about how what we believe, the way that we value ourselves, it's, um, it is also reflected in how much we earn and how much, uh, how our connection, our relationship with money, which is just, honestly, it's just an energy, right? Yes. And sometimes we are, we're a bit of a, at a resistance in connecting with it. Um, but does it make sense so far what I'm saying? Too much, yeah, maybe. So- yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to actually talk about the different kinds of money. And um, and it's about raising awareness to where the different energies are for you. So the, so the first, you know, what I would like you to put is as a date. And, you know, you can write down my confidential money map. Um, are you in a place where you, you can speak comfortably and there's, you feel like there's a private. You're in a private setting. Um, you know, I'm in a private set. I mean, I'm in a public setting, but it's a very private because there's no one here. I'm at um, on the little patio at the DM Cafe in Holyoke, and there's been nobody here for hours. Just me. And okay. There's nobody here now, and but if somebody comes, I can go sit in my car. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because. Um, there's certain things I'm going to share with you quite a bit, so I'm going to be speaking quite a bit, but there's going to be parts in which I need to hear from you, like what is happening for you and your body and emotionally. So okay. so if at any point you're not comfortable and you need to move, just let me know and I'll just, you know, just wait and, until you're, you feel like you can really, um, you know, experience experience what we're going to be doing. Okay, thank you. Of course. So um, the first kind of money is actually called savings, right? And let me, let me, because I want you to write down savings, and I'm going to define it before you write down how much you have in savings, because savings is not, um, have, have you done this process at all with some, with Margaret? Have you, she's, um, I've read about it, I think it might have been in her book, I've read about it, but I didn't. I don't remember if I did the process, actually. And I have to tell you, and I, and I share these with, with clients or when I do these, because I do these periodically with my uh, my coach, uh, you know, every three months or so, because things change. So, you know, I have a client that is the first time that we're doing it, and she's like, I'm looking forward to doing it again, because this every time we uncover something else. So savings is, I we define it as, the amount of money that you have accessible to you, so it's in a bank account, it's not retirement money, it's not money that you have invested in any way, like if you were to have a, you know, either real estate or funds of any sort, 
it's money that is literally sitting somewhere, very easily accessible, uh, in case for whatever reason you were really low in on income or cash or something were to happen, you have that money available to you to use um, in that in that scenario. If you feel comfortable, uh, you know, right, as you write that that number down. Oh, okay. And right. uh, yeah. write it down. And if you're okay and comfortable, you can let me know what it is. You don't have to. It's up to you. Uh, I tell you how much it is? Yeah. That's $3,500. Okay. Okay. And that's in, in the bank account, I'm guessing? My savings, yeah. Yeah, great. Okay. So... When you see that number, right, written in front of you, and you know that those are your savings, just check in with your body and notice if you have any sensations that come up in a a body way. Do you feel any tension, any tightness, or anything of the sort? Yes, I feel a lot of tension and tightness. Okay. And anxiety. Okay, good. So tension and tightness, in, in where in your body do you experience that, those sensations? In my stomach. Yes, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And anxiety, so that's uh, connected with some concern or fear. And if that fear were to say something, it would be fear about what? What would you say? Oh, fear. Oh, my fear is that it's just not enough. I mean... It's a lot more than what I used to have, um, mm-hmm. but it's not enough for what I need. It's all I have, and I have just many debts and expenses that far away that. So it's kind of like I cling to that as my only, my only money that is that I have available. So it makes yeah. me really scared. Yeah. So there's a sense that it's not enough, right? Correct. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. So it's like a, a fear of, like, of the future, what, what could happen, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. So savings, and now if you were to say, looking again at the 3,500, that number, and if you were to complete this sentence, the sentence says, this means I'm. This means I'm way behind okay. where I need to be. Okay. Meaning that somehow you're not you're not feeling secure and safe financially. No, I feel very insecure yeah. and worried. Yeah. And do you remember that I mentioned um, something about growing up and having a sense of unsafety, like feeling like you were not really safe growing up? Yes. So savings is directly connected with not feeling safe as a child. I think I may have mentioned this to you a bit more. Um, And the reason that... Um, that I mentioned that is because that is really literally the solution is that there's a, in, in the energy that runs in you uh, when it comes to feeling safe and secure is actually pretty small. 
right? And it, you could, we could use almost the same exact uh, words, like feeling, you know, tense. If you imagine a small child, tense and tired in their stomach, the fear of, like, is very much connected with feeling unsafe. It could be physically, emotionally, um, knowing that, like, almost that there's not enough attention or care, um, and uh, that somehow there's there's not enough protection. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So you that got uh, literally translated in your energy system and is actually showing up, which is, you know, it's reflecting. That energy mm-hmm. is being reflected in your savings. Okay. So the way that if we were to work on these, right, the way to really strengthen those savings and that is uh, it's actually going going back and making that child safe and secure. Okay. Creating that safety and giving her what she needed and being able to deal with also the sadness and the fear of not feeling taken care of, right? So it's, a, it's almost like a double whammy because in one sense, um, when a child experiences a lack of, in this case, safety, the first, the first feeling is like not just addressing the fear, but the second, the second important issue is actually really acknowledging the lack of, which almost looks like the same, it's amazing the same, but they're really two important aspects of one event. Does that make sense? Uh, can you say that last part, part again? Of course. So when there's a, an important need, right, every child has a need to feel safe and to be loved and accepted. And when that is not received, there is the the sadness and the fear of not having needs, basic needs met. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And that's one side, and that's very, very important. The other aspect is actually um, the feeling alone within it. And not... So it's like... It's almost like two sides of the coin. And one hand is not not having it, but it's also the sadness of really feeling alone with it, not having, right, not feeling like, so it's, um, is a need, is a, the lack of, and the need to receive remains there. Okay, yes. So, so that's the, the piece that it would be really crucial addressing. So, you as, as a person feel that the other piece that uh, savings is, is very connected with is actually um, uh, the first chakra. Do you know a tiny bit about chakras or not at all? Yeah, a tiny bit. Oh, from Mostly from um, reading Margaret's work and listening to her program. Right, right, of course. So um, the first chakra is actually, again, connected with security, but a very basic sense that there is a space in this world for us, that somehow, you know, we do feel solid in our bodies. We feel that we belong here, right? That we were, mm-hmm. that we're meant to be here. That we are here for a reason, and and that has to do again with our how we value ourselves, right? And knowing that, yes, this is you know, I'm here, I'm alive, I'm in this body, I'm in this planet, and I have a right to be here. Beautiful and powerful. 
Yes, it's very powerful. And even as children, and I I have to tell you that I had to deal a lot with this because I didn't have that. I felt very unsafe growing up, not just uh, in my nuclear family, but what was going on politically in my country. Uh, When I was a child, they were kidnapping children. So um, I had to work a lot on this one, feeling like being in this world was okay and I could be here and it was safe. So I had to deal a lot with that one. Um, Did it help you to do that? So did you end up doing tapping on that? Oh, yes. Yes. And that helped you to feel safe? Yeah, to feel that, yes. Now I feel like, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. And I notice it in my energy and the way that I carry myself and uh, and knowing that, yes, it is, you know, it's true that, you know, those circumstances. So I have the memory of the circumstances. They no longer have the impact in my life that they used to have. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so I can remember, you know, like Gary Craig, the uh, founder of EFT says, it's not like their memories are erased. They just don't have the intensity and the impact that in your life that they used to have. Right. The charge. So, it's like the ex- charge is taken away or neutralized. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so that has, yeah, that has been very important for me. So let's let's if it's okay with you, we'll move on to the second type of money, okay? okay. Which is called um, debt, debt. Yes. And debt is also it's a. So what we're doing today, I have to tell you that it it is a little heavy, if you will, or very a little intense. But it's so important to look at it and uncover what's underneath to make sense of what needs to be released in order to shift um, your connection with your finances, right, and your your sense of abundance. Right. Um, and that I need to also um, let you know exactly, you know, you need to define it because it's not just any kind of debt. For example, if you have, uh, you know, if you have, you're making payments on a car or you have a mortgage, that is considered just, you know, part of your credit, your credibility, and it's not necessarily considered debt. Debt is actually something, money that you owe that somehow is weighing on you. Um, if it were the case that you're struggling to make those payments, be it mortgage or, uh, or car payments, then they, they do turn into debt. But it's the energy of like heaviness, like credit card debts have or sometimes student loans may have. You know, some something of the sort that you feel like, you know, kind of somehow it's almost like a, a lid on you. Like it feels like this heavy load that you have you're carrying. Okay. And you did mention that you have some. I, I don't know if you feel comfortable. Do you know how much it might be? Oh, uh, yeah. Let me think. Um, probably about with everything that is. It's all so connected. But um, anyways, this probably about um, maybe $10,000. Okay. So again, write it, take a breath, and write that down. Just notice as you write it down, again, what are the sensations in your body? What happens there? I feel sunk. I just want to cry. I feel totally sunk and overwhelmed. 
Go ahead, yes. Like a hamster on a wheel. Like I I try so hard, I work so hard, and yet here I am still, still, like yeah. I get, I start to pay it off, and then my car needs, you know, just needed $2,000 worth of work, and so I go into mm-hmm. debt, need that much more. So it's like yeah. feeling kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mad, I get frustrated and mad with it. Like, come on, God! Like, come on! What's the deal? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking notes here. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's a, a level of like it sounds like there's both sadness, but and overwhelm, but it's also frustration and anger, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were to say, uh, this means I'm, what would you say? Um, This means I'm doomed. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Because it feels like no matter what you do, it's never, it's just never, you you cannot catch up. Correct. Yeah, it's like this, it's almost like a cloud hanging over you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and what happens is that imagine um, one of the things that sometimes when we feel like this cloud hanging over us, energetically one of the things that happens is that we're in such a space of defeat, right? Like, oh, like yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to even look that way. Yeah. We try to like, yeah, go ahead. Defeat and despair. Yes. I yes. have to work really hard in my every day in my mind to not go down that rabbit hole of defeat and despair. And just I keep, um, yeah, I keep programming myself to be positive. And I've, I've been working hard in the last month to do a, a program where I'm re, kind of reprogramming myself to change those beliefs. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's in there. Yeah. And one of the things that happens is that and we know this and I know I know that I'm really grateful and I want you and I want to appreciate you because this is hard and covering all of these. And at the same time one of the things that I notice is that see one the big piece about the law of attraction and abundance and making affirmations, reprogramming our brain and so on is that you know we go into the positive and that's wonderful. Now, if every time that, let's say, you receive a bill, right, um, internally you feel defeated, despairing, you feel angry, you get sad and just really trying really hard not to go, not to get depressed and so on, in, in reality, the energy that is present is that. It's not, you know, I, I had, I remember recently I had a client that said, I'm doing really great, and then... I was tapping and I was making all my affirmations and I was feeling so great and then I received a bill and everything went down the drain. I just felt terrible and I was so angry and I was so frustrated. And I just, and I said, you know, we need to tap on that energy because what, what happens is that eventually, this is the goal, so I want to share with you what the goal is, that a bill 
you receive a bill and the goal is that you say, wow, I'm so grateful that I can very easily pay this bill. Mm. See, it's like a complete different energy of like, wow, look, they're sending me this bill because they know I can pay it. Mm. It's a complete different energy, right? It's like... I pay my bills and I'm like, oh, that's great. Okay, look, even including my taxes, it's like <laughs> another lady that said, that's it, I'm not making more money because that means that I have to pay more in taxes. And I said, I totally understand and we can, you can be there, no problem. On the other hand, you can also switch and say, wow, I can pay more in taxes because look how much money I'm making. Mm, yes, right. And it's not easy to get there. I'm just sharing with you what the goal is and how different it feels, right? So um, I always, always honor wherever we are, including myself. And it has taken me very long to get to that place where I'm like honoring exactly where I am. And it's not about denying any of the feelings. On the contrary, it's like right now when those bills come in, we feel desperate and there's a sense of defeat, like, you know, like a little hamster wheel. And we just tap on that and say, like, okay. You know, and I'm also curious, Bonnie, does this connect? Does this remind you of anything growing up? Like somehow, did you have any instance where, for example, one time you did really great in school and you came home and and either nobody paid attention or they said, well, you got a B and it wasn't an A plus or something of that sort. Did you have anything like that? Um, it wasn't so much that. I I did pretty well in school, but nobody, yeah, nobody, I think it was just expected that I was going to do that. Nobody really noticed. For me, it was much deeper to I think the defeat and despair and feeling stuck was deeper in terms of more of a level level of abuse, like being really stuck Mm -hmm. in such an abusive situation and feeling physically and emotionally so, um, so put down, like literally so put down and pushed down and restrained that sometimes it, I I did feel defeated, and I saw no way out, and that was the despair and hopelessness. Yeah. 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 And, of course, it's now, do you see how it's exactly the same sensation, right? That it's like, and, and as a child, the reality is that we are pretty hopeless. I mean, there's moments where I, I also remember, like, I wish somebody, like, abducted me, that I could just get out of here. But there's not a, we are not, as children, feeling that we have the power to change our circumstances. Right, exactly. And interestingly enough, it's being reflected now with your debt. Okay, that is so interesting. So it's like repeating it or yes. or perpetuating it. Exactly. And yeah. it's coming It's coming in a way, it's a twofold. So on one hand, it's that sense of defeat and despair and powerlessness. And it's, it's a sense of like 
no matter how hard you work, no matter how well you did in school or how hard you work today, no matter what, eventually either they're not going to notice, meaning, you know, being a child, they are not going to notice that you're doing well and the abuse is going to continue. And today it's just being translated into, you know, no matter how hard you work, the car is still going to need repairs and it's going to suck that money out of you. So it's about not, it's about having debt. I perpetuate that, and part of that is that I probably underva- I've learned to undervalue or devalue myself so that I don't, I mean, I know you can have a lot of money and also be in debt, but not have not making enough money to pay off all the debt and to take care of myself like that. I learned that, so I've recreated that as an adult. Exactly. And also, do you see how huge it is because you really literally felt undervalued and, you know, put down, restrained and somewhat like stuck in that situation and being, you know, being not valued for who you, not being seen, not being valued. And now today, it's like you're in a, in a very, in the very same boat, feeling defeated and powerless when it comes to being able to pay your debt and say, you know what, it, it is true. I, I can do this. I, I I don't need to be feeling disempowered. Right. It's already so helpful, Laura. It so, makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's, it's so much about uncovering, creating awareness, and, you know, when we work, when, excuse me, my tongue got all tight. When we work together, what we would do is actually really tap on it. Like we would take the time to tap on what happened, what was it that happened, and how really to transform that energy of that little girl growing up, however old she was, if she was six or four or eight, and to help her feel empowered, with, even within the circumstances where she was at, healing that sense of powerlessness, because that is at the at the core of the, the sense of defeat and hopelessness you have today. Okay. Yeah. So when she, that is my child, self healed more powerful, that will translate into my adult self. Exactly. It's like one of my clients, we did this process, and she wasn't there, and then I said, okay, let's actually start creating a chart and seeing how much can you pay, even a little bit at a time, of your debt. And it was amazing how empowered she felt, even when she was making, initially she was making what she could. Like, you know, it was like $15 to these, you know, these, uh, this venue and, or this credit card or whatever it may be, and maybe 10 to these ones. But they have been bills that were piling up. She wasn't even looking at them. And all of a sudden she felt like she could actually, she was almost coming out of that hole and saying, you know what? It doesn't matter if it takes me, it takes me all my life. I am going to do this. I can do it. And it completely shifts her energy from putting putting it in a drawer or hiding it, or you know, to actually putting it in a on a timesheet. And she was just keeping track of how much she was, you know, paying, making her feel in charge of her life instead of this dead was kind of like that dark cloud over her. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, and slowly that, sh- conf- like, shifted her energy to the point of, like, okay, now I can actually make more money so I can actually continue to pay more and solve this debt. I don't need to have this over my head anymore. Mm, okay, that's good. And debt, debt is also an energy that is connected with loss. So if you you had an event uh, growing up or in your you know formative years where you there was a loss of something, it could be a loss of a significant person in your life, it could be a loss sometimes of innocence, but it's like it translates into the sense of like not having something. It's almost instead of not having enough, it's it's like underneath. It's like not like going under, right? Because Zero is when, like, the money that comes in, it goes out. So that would be, like, neutral. When we have debt is that the money that comes in does not cover for the money that goes out and we create debt, and that is the loss. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, it can be a parent that has died or a grandparent, somebody meaningful. It could also be something that is, like, a divorce or a parent that lost a job temporarily, creating that sense of, like, um, you know, loss and sh- in, in a significant shift in a family setting. Yeah. Can you think of anything of that sort? Like there was a, some something that you felt there was a significant loss uh, in, in your childhood? Um, I'd say it was more, not the loss of somebody, it was more the loss of uh, protection, mm, the loss yeah. of being protected. I felt very unprotected, and that had really bad consequences. So, yeah, loss of the feeling of, especially with my mother, like feeling protected by my mother. Yeah. Like somehow there was, the, the in, in, in a sense, it was the loss of your mother's protection and, and feeling like you were important to her. And, she, and what was the last thing you said? Like, you know, was it in some ways what you felt the loss of protection from your mother? Yes. So somehow it was like the loss of the protection of your mom. Yes. Yeah, that somehow she wasn't there to protect you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, that that is a very significant thing as well because it's almost like that uh, feeling depleted, feeling like the the sense of like that um, almost like a hole, right? That is this vacant space uh, of protection that allows for other things to happen because there's there's not a there's not somebody protecting you there to um, to really uh, create a shield or a buffer for other things to happen. That's exactly right. And so there was so much unpredictability to my life as a child that it was, you just never knew when things were going to be good or when there was going to be abuse directed to you or when you were going to have just kind of be out there with nothing and no one. And um, so there was chaos. And, you know, it's so interesting because that is how my money situation has been is unpredictable, chaotic. Mm. Um, I can see where I've 
I've recreated that. Part of it was me and part of it was things, I know they say you create everything, but things that were beyond my control, like losing jobs, you know, being laid off and having to go on unemployment and losing my home. (laughs) So no matter how hard I worked, it didn't matter. I still would lose my job, not because I wasn't doing a good job, but because there was no money to pay me or other people, you know. So that created so much disruption and chaos in my life. Well, another piece that I, I noticed as well for myself is that when we grow up in an environment that is chaotic and unpredictable, um, it's really amazing how we can actually also recreate that. Again, this is not in a conscious way at all, okay? So this has nothing to do with you manifesting this on purpose or being, you know, not at all. On the contrary, I think that we do that to be able to heal it. So as adults, I have noticed that I recreated situations in my life where I said, oh, my God, why am I doing this to myself? And then saying, you know what, I need help because there's something here that I really need to heal. I've been here before, and I don't want to recreate this one anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't really get it, but clearly there's something I need to attend. You know, you'd think that, I mean, I've been through many years of therapy to try to heal a lot of that childhood stuff, and yet it comes out, it still comes out, and this is a way that I think it really comes out is through my money situation. Yes, yeah, yeah. And and there's also, like you said, that undeserving, right? Yeah. That sense of like, well, the one thing is that if we don't feel, we don't feel taken care of or protected as children, and and then we don't feel valued. Those two things are right. like so tied with our money because, as I mentioned earlier, money has, is like that's the way that we value things, right? Okay, you know, if you need to go and get something, let's say you need to buy a, a skirt, um, you may say, well, I need really a, a skirt to go to work or whatnot, but we we really know how much we can spend, right, and how much we, we can love something, but we're not going to pay... $500 or, you know, or so when you say, well, you know, I love it, but I wouldn't pay more than 45 You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like we, it's like there's a sense of internal value that yes. that is very, very important. Mm, yes, yes. So this is connected with the next one, and I think we address this uh, a bit because the, the third kind of money is income. Yes. And uh, and we talked a bit about it. And income is 100% connected with our sense of value and confidence in ourselves. Oh, my God. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's really good. I mean, it's good, right? Awareness is the first step. And I've yeah. known this, but it's good to just, like, put it on the table. It's good. Yeah. Because and it, it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to look at these. This is, you know, this is one thing that uh, I, I learned from Margaret, and she's she's always saying something like, you know, I'm really sorry, and you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I can right. imagine her saying, <laughs> yes, saying that. Yes. yes. 
Yeah, because it is true. Sometimes it's like things are so hard to look at, and then you're like, but if you don't look at it, you you know, you're not aware. There's nothing you can do about it, right? All right, that's right. We keep on going about it in a subconscious way and like not making any difference because right. we don't even know what is going on. Right. So I I do, I definitely know that you're not making as much as you you deserve and as much as you need and as much as you actually are valuable to the world. Uh, we you even mentioned how you were you know evaluated and really. Uh, really came came up on top of how your clients are making progress, making money themselves, right? Right, that's right. Yes, it happened again yesterday when I met with somebody who just got a great job, you know, from after graduating from both the you know, academic program and from my program of coaching her and supporting her. And I'm so happy for her. And, and the, there's that other part of me that was like, here it is again, like, crap, you know, like, what about me? Yes. yes. Not directed towards her, but more no. like the, just the situation. I was thrilled for her, and I was embarrassed for myself. Yeah. yeah. And so frustrated, like, come on, I, I, I need to figure out how to change this. Yes, yes. And what is really happening? What is the the messaging that you receive? Because you, as you said, you used a couple of very important words. Like if you were emotionally put down, restrained, and you know put down so thoroughly as a child, there was a very intense message, out, you know, outspoken or not that somehow you were not good enough, you were not smart enough, something along those lines. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And it was more, my family was pretty full of shame. Like just, they felt internal shame. We all did, and we shamed each other. And uh. I probably all my life got the message in so many different ways about, you know, you're... You're nothing. You're ugly. You're mm. stupid. You're. You'll, they never thought like you'll never make it because that wasn't even a question. Like, will you make it? It's that we were so poor. Like there wasn't. People didn't talk about or thinking about making it in the world. It was more like just you're a stupid person and you're you're nothing. You're nothing. That was like the message. You are nothing and don't mm. think you're anything because you are nothing. And don't ever think you will be anything because you are nothing. And anything that we, any of us would try to do, we would never almost dare take a chance because we would be so shamed, like laughed at, humiliated, humiliated. So um, I I struggle with that a lot. Tell me why, why you said that it was such a sense of like, was it that, you were just poor and you had to remain poor. There was no option about it, was that? Oh, yeah. There was never, ever any, nobody believed we would ever not be poor. And we never, we got, a, when my, when I got older, my family did somewhat better. But by then I was, you know, almost out of the house. Um, but I grew up with, a lot of poverty and a lot of um, financial insecurity and food insecurity and 
just I internalized a lot of it, like thought there was something wrong with me and tried not to even exist. I tried yes. not to have even any needs because I felt so bad that my existence caused my family to suffer. And I tried yeah. to protect my parents even from my own existence. I mean, so those 30 years of therapy did help a lot in that I'm to this point because I have come a long way, but um, clearly those there are lingering, you know, beliefs that are still holding me back and holding me down. Yes, but it is, you're absolutely true, Bonnie. You have come an incredibly long way, and not only have you survived, but you actually have thrived. Even in the midst of all the struggles that you're experiencing right now, you are successful, you are helping people, you have value, and you're sharing your gifts, and people are really like taking them in and really having transformation. So there's there's a lot that you have. You have come such a long way, and I bet that you have had paid dearly. This is a huge piece because you broke a lot of vows. Mm-hmm. Growing up, say growing up, that you were given that huge vow to never even attempt to be anybody. I... And you have broken that vow. Now, when we do that, and this is something that is like, I'll, I'll give it to you. This is not um, Money Map 101 anymore. We're going into 201 here because breaking vows, when we do it and we're not really um, conscious of it, there's a part of our energy that goes into internal punishment. We are like, in some way, we have been disloyal and we deserve to be punished. Wow. So in some ways, you actually broke those vows of actually sharing your brilliance. You were not just supposed to be smart. You were not supposed to, like, be visible, right? Right. Or have much of, more, you know, much of a space in the world. And you have broken all those vows. So now it's like internally you have been like, you know, punishing is a strong word, but I think that you have been punishing yourself and it actually shows in your finances that you're suffering because somehow you don't deserve to do that. Wow. That is really powerful. Do you see that? Yeah, it's really interesting and really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, so I, it makes so much sense that you would be struggling because, you know, is, honestly, I mean, in the concept, I want to tell you, this is like the, the consciousness of the family you grew up, okay? Know who you are today and everything that you have uh, grown into, the woman that you are today, but in the consciousness of that family, is like, how dare you? How dare you actually, you know, become somebody that is gifted, that is brilliant, that helps others, that is noticed. How dare you have that space and be visible and really own your value? So in some ways you're actually paying for it. And that is showing up in your debt, actually. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, that's fascinating. Really fascinating. It's it's amazing. That's why I, I you know, 
even though it's not, it's money is just, like I say, it's just a symbol for energy, really. It's incredible what's underneath it. When we just look under, it's just amazing. And it makes so much sense. I mean, honestly, I think that you have done beautifully, and I can totally see that you have traveled and grown so much because you would not have been able to make it this far. You know, do you see how you you were just meant in, in given your family, you were just meant to survive. That's it. Well, I, I think that's really true. And your family didn't seem like there was any message at all about, you know, you're going to make it, you know, even though, we're, you know, because there's similar families that struggle a lot, but the message to the children is like, you know what, I know this is hard and we're sacrificing, but you're going to make it. You can do better than we have done. You know, you deserve to study and do well. But it doesn't seem like there was any on the contrary. No, I mean, they didn't think that was even possible, nor they didn't even think that far ahead, really. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah. So you have come a a very long way. Bonnie, do you have children? No, I don't. I don't have children of my own. I have children in my extended family who I'm close to, but I don't have my own kids. Okay. But this is, even if you have children in your extended family, like siblings, I mean, nephews or, you know, um, it's really amazing because one of the things that I have noticed is that when you start shifting your whole family and the children that see you, you are impacting generations to come. Oh, really? Of course, with your own transformation, you share what's possible. When I, I, I got my first marriage was just like my mother's marriage. And at one point when my daughter was two, I said, you know what? I'm just turning into my mother. I'm being unhappy and I'm getting depressed mm-hmm. and I feel stuck. And I said, and I grew up with a mother like this and I'm not having my daughter grow up with me like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a lot of me to just say, you know, I can't, I'm going to have to do this on my own. I can't do it. If I cannot do it for me, I have to do it for her. Yes. Wow, it's yeah. so good that you saw that, so you really recognize that. Yeah, and that's why I, I'm all about sharing with people that there are options and that we have choices, you know, but we have to, like, you know, have that strong and intense realization of where we're at so we can actually change it. Yeah. Ah, so the fourth kind of money is called um, income goal. An income goal. Yeah, and Bonnie, have you have um, have I reached out to you and invited? I'm going to be giving a presentation next Thursday at the WBOA. Are you familiar with them? Oh, um, I've heard of them, and I went to a meeting like several years ago. So I'm going to be presenting, and this is exactly what I'm going to be talking about, income goal. Oh, that's great. I'd love to come. Yeah, it's next Thursday next Thursday at 5 p.m. I'll, I'll send you the information. Or you can, okay. if you want to go to my Facebook page or the WBOA page where you can register. Um, okay. 
anything is in any of those options. But let me know if you want me to send you an, an invitation or information. I'll do that. Um, so in, income goal, I want you to think of what would be the number. And actually, you know what? You didn't give me the uh, – I know that you did before, so maybe I could look through my notes. Um, of how much is the money that you're making right now on a monthly basis? Oh, on a monthly basis? Um, I don't oh. know. I can okay. Tell you I, I could – I'm working on figuring that all out. Actually, I'm working on my finances, but I don't have it in front of me. But I okay. can tell you roughly my annual income. Okay. And so then I guess we could break it down. So it's fifty fifty two thousand dollars a year. Fifty two thousand. Okay. So it's definitely not as much as you deserve for all the work that you're putting into. How does how do you feel when um and let me look exactly how much it is monthly. Let me look at these for a second. We're here. So that's about uh, 4300 and I'm guessing that's uh, gross, gross, right? Yeah, that's gross, yeah. So probably... I end yeah. up, I get about, let's say I get paid every two weeks, and it's about $1,200. I have them deduct um, uh, 200 each paycheck to go into my savings account, mm -hmm. so I have $1,200 you know, net right. every two weeks. So that's $2,400 a month yeah. that I get um, after taxes and health insurance and stuff. And right. the 200 a week that I, or, you know, 400 a month that they put into my savings, I actually have to dip into every month to pay my bills. Mm, okay. So it's kind of like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Sometimes one step forward, two steps back, but I, I, I just, I still do it. I still have the money put away, even if I have to draw on it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good practice, even though even though it's not quite working yet. It has to be something. Now, is that is that your you have a salary? Does it depend on how many clients or how they do, or not at all? How does that work? Um, no, it's a salary. I get it. Okay. Yeah, no matter. How how many clients I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, yeah, it's definitely definitely not enough, and it's like, it's it's really... Um, so looking at that number, right, like let's say that uh, you have those um, 24, like, let's say 24 or 2,500 a month, and knowing what your bills are, what would be an income goal that you say, you know what, with that income... I would be able to feel so much more relaxed. I would be able to to feel comfortable knowing not only I can pay my bills, I can get out of debt. What would that number be? Um, probably the the um, to be able to get out of debt and and I rent and I really want to buy my own place. So in order to be able to do that and pay off my bills. Um, and put some money aside, I would have to get uh, ideally 100000 a year. Yeah. 
And that's just, and that's not even with saving for my retirement, which I have nothing saved for. So, but that's like, so that's really what I don't want to say I should be making, but I need to be making now, even just to get cover everything, and yeah. not be and be able to save and not be keep taking money out of my savings to pay my bill. Does yeah. that make sense? Of course, of course, okay. absolutely. So that is, uh, let me see, because again, that would be about a month. You have to let's say that you have to, you have to like quadruple what you're making. Well, no, 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 because you're taking some between taxes and whatnot. But from fifty-two to a um, to a hundred thousand in net, you will have to go from. Uh, you know, like twenty-five to five thousand a month or more. Yes, my gosh, that would be great for me to be able to do that. It would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And do you? So let's, as as you look at, let's consider that you were making, um, you know, so you you're right now receiving about twenty-five hundred a month. Let's think of five thousand a month, right? So double that, yeah. and. And I want you to just write that number down. Just put it, you know, instead of you have just just for you know the sake of the exercise, put the the number down twenty five hundred as your income. Now we're going into five thousand. Five thousand. How does that feel? Um, um, mixed. I feel it would be a huge relief. I would feel so powerful and empowered. Really, I'd feel absolutely thrilled. And okay. there's a part of me that is, um, you know, like kind of a feeling of don't, don't kid myself. I'd, what makes you think that you can do that? All those old messages of who do you yeah. think you are. Come yeah. up. So it's mixed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's all. It's amazing, right? So I want you to write down that number, 5,000, and underneath it, I want you to just connect it with your, with your body, not so much your head, but put this phrase in. I'm going to give you four phrases, four short phrases that you're going to write down. And next to it, I want you to put how true it feels in your gut. When you look at those 5000 a month and write down, it's impossible. How true does it feel in your gut? Oh, to that statement, that, that's impossible. How true does that feel in my gut? Mm-hmm. Um, in this moment, it feels completely impossible. So that feels true. Yeah, so it would be a, a 10. It's completely, yeah. Okay. The second phrase, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, but the second phrase is, I can do it. Um, there's a part of me that believes that that is true, too. Okay. That you, you can do it, or? Yes, that I can do can. it. Okay. So even though it's impossible, you feel that like you can do it. That's a little contradictory, but it's totally okay. I know. That's, that's what happens, Laura. I keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, that's all right. But the I can do it, are you feeling it in your head or more in your, like, in your gut? I can do in it. I can, in your head. See, that's very different. So if you yeah. look at the 5,000 and you say, I can do it, 
I can earn $5,000. How true does it feel in your gut? Oh, in my gut? Um, no, it doesn't feel true. Okay. So would you give it a zero or it's more like a, I can do it feels like what number would you say from zero to ten? Oh, um, ten is the highest. Yeah, ten, 10 would be that you can do it is absolutely true. You can do it. Zero is you cannot do it. Um, so I'd say probably an eight. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. How oh, about eight the, meaning? Sorry, I'm confused. My head. Yes, confused. I think. Yes. Yeah. It's on purpose. I think it is. You're right. It would be more like a two or a three, which means. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's confusing and it's done on purpose that way to trick your mind. <laughs> but oh, <okay>. like, <laughs> I know. I always have to explain that. So um, the third one is, again, look at the number and you can even put a hand on your belly because I think that's going to help. And just write down, I deserve it. How true does it feel? that you deserve to make $5,000. You know, my adult self who's been working a lot with my child self believes that she deserves it. My adult self believes that she deserves it. Yes. Now, that is a whole, whole, absolutely, and I'm 100% with you, right? So just, just really, like, take a breath, and come because the wonderful thing is that our brains are always trying to help us out, especially when we're like brilliant women. But just going to where the energy truly is at. Do you feel in your God that you deserve to make that much? Um, yeah, there's a part of me that feels like I don't deserve that. I don't have I don't have the skill level to to, to deserve that. Right, even though even though you should. So I understand that in your mind is saying, of course, that you deserve and you've already right. worked so hard and, you know, absolutely, there's at an energetic level, there's the sense that somehow you don't totally deserve it. Right, so I guess that would be a low number also, like a one or a two. Right, exactly. And then the last one is it would probably be a lot of work. Oh, my gosh, that is, like, the lowest. Uh, I agree with that. It would be a lot of work, meaning, so I, if I agree with that, I would think that, that would, would be, be like a, a 10. 10. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is what is happening. I, I hope that you wrote this down, and anyway, it's in the recording. But if you believe that it's not possible, that it would be a lot of work, that you don't feel like you actually can do it. You're already working so hard. How much are you going to be able to work? You know, how can you do that? And, you know, you're not convinced. You're not completely aligned with deserving it. Do you see how it would be extremely hard for you to really make that money? I do. So that's exactly where we have to go into, like, really deconstructing and releasing those beliefs that are present so you can actually create what you truly want. Okay, and we can do that. We can do that. Yes, because it's about like really owning who you are 
as I see, we have so many. You you have down you have downloaded so much programming on like who you were supposed and who you were expected to be given where you came from, and you just you know everyone as the children we absorb that we just like download that programming like a computer, and it, then it's like we just function with that with that like software if you will right that program we just run that program, and now it's like about really contrasting and saying, okay, even though I have this programming that I need to be ashamed if I even try to survive or, you know, feel that I value myself and that I have gifts and and I I am an attractive woman and I'm valuable, it's like really addressing all of those beliefs so you can really own who you truly are. Mm. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Yeah, because you have to own your brilliance. You are really brilliant. I mean, there is not, it's not just, a, you know, like a miracle of nature that your clients are doing so well. There's something that you are doing very right, right? Yeah. And it's about you and who you are and what you're contributing. So it's truly owning and being aligned with your value in such a way that you are delivering and contributing to the world and you're just receiving an exchange. I... So, ah, take a deep breath. There's a lot that we have done today. And the last kind of money that I want to just mention, let's say I invite you to breathe and just take all of these in, right? And really... Notice how much the impact that all that we have uncovered has had in your finances. Perfect timing because it sounds like you're taking care of finances in a practical way as well. Yes. So that's fabulous. Perfect timing. The last yes. kind of um, of money is called toxic money. Okay. And toxic money. This is. A, I, I really hope you don't have it, but it's you know if you do, we'll we'll deal with it. It's money that, again, this this deserves a very thorough definition. So toxic money is money that you're receiving. Let's say it could be, um, uh, I don't know if you have, like, you know, for somebody it could be alimony. It could be an inheritance that you have had a lot of um, trouble over, like, you know, when there's been, like, a court setting or a lot of battle uh, sometimes it's money that you're receiving because you had an injury. Uh, it could be money from unemployment or in the, received in the, any kind of benefit from the government. So it's money literally that you're receiving, and in order to continue to receive that money, you have to be in a disempowered place. Mm, right. Um, I don't have any of that. Yes. <laughs> I could not tell you how wonderful that is. <laughs> because when nothing people... Can, nothing that yeah, you can think of, right? No, I don't think so. My only Yay. money is what my income, yeah. Yeah. Just because I want to tell you, I was not able to make money until the money that came from my divorce from my first husband disappeared. After that, I was fine. Because it was it was money that came to me 
with such a struggle, and he he was so furious with me for having to give me that money that that money was literally toxic. Does that make sense? No, yeah. And people that have toxic money, it's like you have to get rid of it before you can actually really empower yourself and uh, and make money again. Okay, so I have, that makes total sense. So I've got one thing working for me. <laughs> yes. One less layer of on the onion to peel away. Yes, and that's, I have to tell you, that is really, really powerful because one of the things that happens with chocolate money is that a lot of people don't want to get rid of it. See, is the kind of women that I have worked with that are divorced and they're receiving alimony, and because of that, receiving that money, they don't have to work. Well, it's a double whammy because they don't have to work, or if they work, they don't make money, but they're still in these, like, little, talk about a hamster wheel, where they're depending on an ex that is sending money with so much anger and negativity that is toxic. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really amazing. Yeah. That oh, is. Bonnie, I'm so sorry. We do have to end if you, you're, <laughs> but um, I actually wanted, oh because gosh. I, as soon as I noticed that you won these, I, I wanted to, like, you know, give you, have this this session together before sending you information about the program. Okay. Um, and I will do that um, probably sometime, um, probably sometime tomorrow, if that's okay. Yeah, um, that's great. Thank you. Of course. And uh, and you look at it and let me know if you have any questions. You, of course, okay. it would be a pleasure to work together. I think you know that. Yeah, um, and I definitely want to do it louder. One of the things I have to do um, uh, when you were saying about money that is owed me uh, from an accident, or, uh, I have um, there's $700 that is owed me, and it's not like a bad thing. It's just that I haven't collected it, and I just have to sign some papers, and I've decided, you know, with that money, I will put that money towards being able to pay you, and then I just... Maybe I'm thinking, all right, maybe I'll give myself like a month or so to try and save up that rest of it to pay you. Yeah. Really, I would really love to. Um, this was so helpful, and I appreciate how knowledgeable you are. And I'd love, I feel hopeful, and I'd love to do this work with you. So I already know that I want to do this, and for me right now, just so you know, I'm just working on getting the money together to be able to pay you to do it. Absolutely, so. and you can and you can start, right? There's different options. Look at the payment options. Look at PayPal, because then you have credit and you have like an interest fee to pay it over six months. So there's different options that we can. I would love to make it work. You, you we're gonna make it work. Okay, good. Yeah, I want to okay. make it work. So um, yeah, I'm just kind of putting all my ducks in a row to figure out how to do it. So I will look at it when you send me the information. Um, that would be great. Great. And let me know if you have any questions, okay? Oh, yeah. Can I ask you one quick question? Yes. Is there a way, I know you probably do most of your work on the phone, is there ever a way that I could drive to see you, like do sessions in person? Uh, we could potentially do that. Uh, I, I have to tell you that the office that we have available let me let me look into that. It's just not okay. the most because most of us, it's it's an office that is both our um, video studio and the, an office, so it's not the best um, setting in the sense that it's not the prettiest. Um, okay, but it, and I but wouldn't even the, care about that. Okay, I okay, if that's something. Uh, 
Yeah, anywhere yeah. we meet would be fine with me. Okay. The kitchen okay. table is fine with me, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm flexible. Okay, wonderful. If that's something that is important to you, we'll definitely talk about that option. No problem. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you so much, Lauda. I really appreciate it. It's You're very really welcome. Helpful. Yeah, it was it and, was my pleasure. And hopefully I'll see you um next Thursday. I'll look into that and um I'll hear from you about the program. Yes, absolutely. Have a wonderful evening, Bonnie. Thanks a lot, you too. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.